Hi, and welcome to show number 35 of the El Cafecito Travel Talks, a podcast where people share travel stories and adventures. My name is Tony Lloyd, and I'm your host. For today's show, I talk with my guest about how he manages to travel the world with little or no money. But before we start, I'd like to invite you, if you have not already done so, to subscribe on any one of the podcast providers so you get all the updates as soon as you come in. If you're interested in donating to the show, please take a look at our podcast notes to see how you could do so. On our Facebook page, we have the written stories. And if you're someone who likes to write or have an idea for a future podcast, please send me an email to talks at gmail.com. Any comments, suggestions, or any way that I can improve on the show to that same email, which is talks at gmail.com. For now, I'd like you to get yourself a cup of tea or a coffee and enjoy today's show. My name is Franco. I'm from Argentina. I'm, I'm doing a world trip now, so I'm a world traveler. We actually met here in Cuenca. It was three years ago? Three, yeah, three years on something, maybe. Okay, so it's, it's a good time back. It's actually interesting because the first time we're speaking in English together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I wanted to have you on today with me. Well, one, so that also, people could hear that there, there are people from different parts of the world, from South America, that are also traveling, not just most of my guests are either from the US or from Europe or Canada. So it's good to have somebody from the other side of the world also. Yeah, that's nice. I feel that we need to have different perspectives to, to understand this world and to understand each other. Exactly. Also, the reason why I decided to have you on the show today is because I want you to, I want to talk about how you travel, especially the time we met, you had been traveling up from Argentina. And I will give you the opportunity to explain to people how you were traveling. And basically to explain to people that you don't need to have a large budget to travel. Yeah, of course. So before you start traveling, I was thinking pretty much the same that another people. And I was thinking about how I'm going to do to travel without money or not with a good budget, you know. So when I started to travel, I didn't have a big budget because I didn't, I didn't plan to, to travel a lot just for one month and, and after that change in the middle of the way. So I, when I started to travel, I understand that if I want to stay on the road, I need to do some stuff like working like a waitress or reception, doing hitchhiking, put up my tent in, in any place. And I start to see that we don't, we don't need a lot of budget to travel. We don't need a lot of money to do that because the, the money is on the way. The money is there. It's, you have plan of opportunities that you can enjoy and you can take advantage of that. So I just start to do it and I start to hitchhike and, and don't, I, am, I didn't pay for accommodation. I start to do volunteering like with you and in other places. I understand that Money is, is not the problem. It's just to take off your fear and go, f- go for it and do it. Okay. Give the audience a little bit of an idea of some of the different type of volunteer works that you were doing. You give a little bit more detail of maybe, let's say, what was one of your favorite projects that you were volunteering in? Uh, that looks like you know the answer. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know the answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. But... It's not because I am speaking with you. You know that I'm, I'm really frank. And I really, really enjoy the time in, in El Cafecito, Cuenca, because I, 
I can get you like a friend and I feel that I improve a lot of my personality and I prove myself that even if we are different, we can get the same point. You know what I mean? Like I remember that talking that we really have there every night on the rooftop of Tere Cabrecito. And yeah, it just was amazing for me. I really enjoy this kind of projects and I really enjoy projects that I work with nature. I still work in permaculture. I actually finished one, one project with a couple of friends on the north of Spain. And that's another kind of project that I really enjoy. So work with na nature and, and with the self-sufficient. And this kind of project that you can, you can see that they are not looking at you like, like money, like a, like a bill. They are looking at you like a person. Maybe I should have asked this question before, but do you mind telling us how much money you left with when you first started traveling? When I started to travel, I have a budget pretty much of a thousand dollars. After three months of traveling, I, I spent that money. I reset my budget and after that, I start to working and and to do the money the, on the way. So I play some, some music, I, I did some handmade bracelets, start to do some stuff like we, we talked about before, uh, working like a waitress or that was in Bolivia or waitress in Peru too or reception. It's, it's not really good pay, but you can, you can afford your, your accommodation and your food and put some money in, on the side. But I remember something beautiful that I have one, one friend that we travel, or travel together, we travel together and she told me, the day that you run out of budget is going to be a beautiful day. I'm an accountant, so I say, that's not going to be possible. I, I control my numbers and the day that I have $100 in my pocket, I'm going to start working again. We, we have one expression in Spanish and we say, never say never. And that day comes and when that day comes, wasn't a really good day, but was a beautiful day too, because I understand that like we, we can reset, we can start again from a, like a zero point that, that's literally zero when you have zero money in your pocket and you try to grow up your economy again. So in that day, I really understand that we don't need money and we don't need a thousand or $10,000 in bank account to, to travel or to live. And what's a beautiful day. Okay. Yes, that's a common myth that a lot of people believe is that in order to leave out traveling, that they need to have a lot of money and they can't do it unless they come up with these incredible budgets. How did you find volunteer work along the way and how did you find your different jobs? First volunteering that I did was in Peru and was in the Sacred Valley and I found it for couch surfing. So that was another thing that I used a lot. When I'm traveling, I, I'm not using a lot that now because we are in COVID situation and, and all of this weird time. But in that moment, I, I used couch surfing. I meet one guy that he offered to me if I want to work in his garden, I can stay. And he gave me some food and, and I start to say, okay. So after that, I start to look in, in Facebook more because I, in that moment, because I, I didn't have a big budget, I just tried to find the volunteer on Facebook. I didn't pay any application for, to do that because there are some that they are really good but when you are counting your coins, you, you don't want to spend not even 10 or $20 in that field. Normally you, you spend $100 per year or something like that. Yeah. So if I spend that in that moment, cost the 10% of my budget. <laughs> so I, I didn't take that option. 
So to find out what's that, and after mouths by mouths, so someone told me, okay, there's some some volunteer because when you are, I was traveling from the south to the north, and there are a lot of people doing a kind of the same way the north to the south. So when you cross paths with these people, they told you, and you can tell them, okay, I was in this this place, a beautiful place. You can do it, and and I can give you the contact. So they give me a lot of contacts on the way. Uh, and I find a lot of beautiful places. Okay, so basically there's the Facebook groups and anyone who knows how to use a computer and has Facebook could always go online and check for the different Facebook groups, volunteers that you could go where you don't have to pay any cost and mouth to mouth. It's basically talking to people. I think what's important about that and if people have not picked up yet from, is that you have a very outgoing personality. So I think it's very important for people to realize that they need to be outgoing. They need to, to say hello to people along the way. That's 100%. And, and I feel you, you can learn or practice that on the way. Because when you're traveling by yourself, you are never alone if you don't want. Like I have my, my time that I, I prefer to go alone to one more time, but it's not really often. Uh, normally I'm, I'm with a lot of people. I'm sharing... And when you get one hostel uh, or one place that there are people traveling, it's really easy to get another friend and you start to speak and you you become friend. But yeah, you need to be outgoing if you wanna if you wanna be outside with a low budget. You need to just be yourself, but you need to put your motivation there because it's, it's the easy way to to get you on the spot. And I think you just mentioned it a few minutes ago, but you could explain again to people what you were doing before you started to travel. I was working, I'm an accountant, and I was working like in auditing. I'm going to start to travel just a tiny bit, just for a month, and I come back. So I have a couple of clients in that moment that say they wanna, they wanna me to work for them. And I say, okay, but let me come back and we can plan something, but now I have my mind in another thing. That changed completely, and I did a lot of stuff in the middle too, so I really felt, and this I feel is an important point that society is living right now. And when I was living there in Buenos Aires, doing my university, working in between eight and 10 hours with extra, extra hours, full of different activities, and I wasn't thinking about myself. I was thinking just to do and, and save and I don't know. That point in my, in my life was a break point. And I say I need to do some stuff that I, I don't want to regret when I, I've got, I'm going to be old. All of us, we are going to be old. In that moment, I don't want to regret anything. And now I'm living this, this point in my life that I say, okay, the life is here for me. I'm here for life and I, I want to live and I want to just follow my dreams and, and doing that. But, but when you are living in routine, uh, it's really difficult to do it because the routine eats you and it just doesn't leave you to, yeah, doesn't leave you to live. Okay, you said you had your clients, you told them that you're going to go away for a month on the road. Do you remember what moment on the road you said, you know, I don't want to go back? Yeah, actually it was pretty fast. I, I'm living next to, I was living next to Buenos Aires. So I planned a road trip to Machu Picchu, go um, and go and back. So I say I'm going in one month and should be enough. When I was traveling there in the north of Argentina, I fall in love in the 
with the people, with the culture, and with everything. And was pretty much three weeks after that. After that, that I say, maybe I'm not coming back. I didn't knew it hundred percent, but I I know that deep in myself, deep on me, I know that I'm not coming back soon. So that's when yeah. the travel bug hit you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. When you contacted your friends and family at home and tell them that you're not coming back, what sort of reactions did you get? When I because I say that that I'm going back in one month and two months after that I'm not I I'm far I'm far and they really think about that I'm going to come back soon so I start to say jokes about I'm coming back for for Christmas and Happy New Year but that was in March something like that so they say ah ha ha you're really funny eh I say yeah yeah but like I I told them this like a joke like you know this double sense joke like this joke that they are hiding the truth. After that, I start to say that, yeah, for sure. Six months after I feel that I start to travel, I say, okay, I'm not coming back uh, until Christmas. And my mother made me promise, okay, promise me that you're coming back for Christmas. Uh, and I say, okay, I promise you. And, and because of that, I, I come back. Was there a moment where you thought, okay, maybe I should go home? There are some times that I, I really miss people and I want to be there, but not for a long time. Now uh, I say, yeah, there are one moment that I'm for sure I'm coming back. It's not going to be right now. Okay. And where are you now? And now I, I am the south of Spain. I mean, one little town of 1,400 people uh, picking olives. <laughs> Okay. The capital of the olive. <laughs> the capital of the olive. Okay, yes. how, how did you find that? I have a friend who has a girlfriend, and the girlfriend grew up in this town. Small town is, is looking for people all the time because they, they have so much olive that they cannot pick it up in the whole season. They, everyone who comes here has a job. That is impressive, I feel. The other thing that I want to talk to you about, we had talked several times about what we call the Sky Bank. I love the Sky Bank. You love the Sky Bank. Okay, so we have to tell people what the Sky Bank is. Do you want to try to explain? Yeah, yeah, I can try to explain. <laughs> so uh, the Sky Bank for me, and, and I think for Tony too, when you do a good action, that good action is, is going to, we can call it heaven, no? It's, it's, not, a, it's not something re- religious or or nothing similar. So it's just we, we put that in one place that is an is in one place that is another is another place that is going there and you have like a bank account that you are saving with good actions. And after that good actions they are coming back to you. When you are living and you do something good and you're just trying to help people not expecting any anything else in another time of, of your life. Some, some people is coming to you and, and give you a hand when you need it. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. So basically, it's what goes around comes around. So as you go through, and one of those things that's so important when you're traveling is that you could, there's so much that you could do for others with your different skills, with your different knowledge, people who are coming from the first world countries that have computer knowledge, different types of knowledge, just or even little things. Uh, the idea is just to help in some way, shape, or form. And in some moment when you need help, 
help will come to you. 100%, yeah. We're both believers of the Sky Bank. You could tell this story, one of your experiences with the Sky Bank. I have a really beautiful experience. I have a lot, actually, but I, I know what are you talking about. So this was really hard to, to me to believe it because it was so beautiful that I say, I'm, I'm awake or I'm just dreaming. Because I, I speak about this promise that I, that I made to my mother uh, coming back to, uh, for Christmas. So I was in the north of Colombia and, and I had like 8,500 Ks to, to do hitchhiking to get my home. So there one guy, uh, that name is Agustin, that I, I not even know uh, him uh, personally. So he texted me uh, about uh, what I'm doing, if I'm going to crash by uh, for Venezuela because he's from Venezuela. And I say, yeah, I'm crossing by, but I'm, I'm in a rush because I'm hitchhiking to Argentina and I promised to my mother to, to get uh, home for, for Christmas. And, and he say, ah, okay, I really want to meet you. And, and I say, yeah, I would love to meet you too, but I cannot now, I'm really sorry. So next day, he sent me a screenshot with one fly that he picked for me. When I saw the, the screenshot, I say, this cannot be true. This is, this is a joke or something like that. It's like one part of me want to believe it, like the Sky Bank part of me want to believe it. And another part, like the part that we always have that we are not, we don't have confidence in people or we say, I don't know, this fear about thinking, I don't know, bad feelings. So I say, yeah, no, let's go to, to trusting people because I, I know the way, I know this way. I know we, when I'm trusting in people, they answer me. You know what I mean? Like if I trust, it's just working. So I trusted and I say, I cannot believe what are you doing. I really, I'm really thankful. I'm really grateful about this. I, I really cannot believe it. So I, I don't know how. How, what you say, because we didn't know each other and I feel this is so beautiful. So I went to Caracas and I went to the airport asking if, if I really have a, a flight you know, on my name and they say, yeah, that I have one flight for, for the next day. That was a, a beautiful action that I, that I may still remember this uh, and I say, I feel that has a more value because we know that Venezuela is in, in crisis now, uh, now and and it's, it's difficult to, to spend money, it's difficult to, to afford your, your life. So in my, mind was, in my mind was how this guy could buy a flight for me if he's living in, in this suddenly situation. I say, that's, that's Skybank. I trust that I have a, a good dharma and when I need a hand, that is just coming because I didn't ask for any help and the, and the help comes to me, you know what I mean? So basically, he helped you with the flight that went from Caracas to the south of Venezuela, right? Connecting with Brazil? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a flight from Caracas to Puerto Ordaz, on, yeah, which is south of Venezuela. Okay. And so basically, my part of this story, this is somebody that I've known for years. And I said to him, I said, oh, well, Franco is coming through Venezuela, just so that he knows somebody. All I asked for was somebody that he could contact 
So when he's in Venezuela, he knows somebody in Venezuela. And he said to me, because of the timing and because of where you were in Venezuela, that there wasn't going to be an opportunity to meet, he'll see what he could do to help. When you contacted me, because I knew nothing about the flight ticket, when you contacted me and say, is this true? Should I believe this? I was like, what? And so I contacted Augustine and I said, is this true? And he goes, remember, years ago, you told me about something called the Sky Bank. And you told me that I should make investments in the Sky Bank. So right now that I have the opportunity to do it, I don't have a lot, but I feel that it's something I could do to help. Then I want to do this. And he said, let me do it because you're the one that told me about the Sky Bank. And so I was like, okay, then that's what happened. And I remember just like also feeling like so happy, smiling, and when you posted it on Facebook, I was like, wow, it's really true. You're on the plane. That was, was amazing. I actually put the four pictures and I did like, because I take it like a hitchhiking, you know, like when someone gives you a ride, it's a hitchhiking. So I put one picture of one track, that, a cow track that I'm on the back, like with and another in, I don't know, different kind of things. And one picture on the plane. And I say, there are different ways that you can hitchhike, but this amazing way that someone is offering to you a fly i don't know i i i wasn't i wasn't i was prepared for that but i wasn't prepared for that you know what i mean like it was was a shock for me for a moment I say this is this is so beautiful that it's difficult to believe that is that is possible yes, that is possible and i think the most important part about that is that for people to realize that even at a time where there's a lot of bad things happening in the world and different parts of the world and different crises, people are going through a lot of different problems, that this is a time to reflect and realize that there's still really good people in the world. But most importantly, it starts from each one of us as individuals. Totally. I think that's what the main thing that the Sky Bank has to say is that when you, and it doesn't have to be money, it doesn't have to be material things, but if you could help someone in some way, shape, or form, then someone along the way could also help you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, 100%. And I believe that the most of the people, they are good people. The problem that we have is the bad people has the power. There are bad things going, but it's not from the, it's not from the majority. I think we live in a world where at least 90% of the people are very good. And the 10%, we, we've given them our power. And I think what we need to do is to take that power back from them. The 90% should be taking power and realizing that we live in a good world. I encourage people to go out there. This is what this podcast is all about, to go out and see the world and go out and meet these other people. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the person you see on the bus or the train or the plane beside you. Understand that that person is also within our group. And this is how we're going to make this world a better place. 100%. And I usually ask at the end of the podcast, I ask people to share something or to explain something that they have learned through their travel. Touched on that by some of what we're saying. But if there's any final words that you have. After traveling, I learn it and I understand that this is an easy world. Yeah, it's an easy world if we want, if we believe it. It's not a competition. The competition is with ourselves and we can just improve and give love to the others and everything is going to be fine but we just need to trust in ourselves and trust in people okay and on that note 
I thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. We're at completely two different time zones, so I know that you have to go to bed soon. Pleasure, as always, talking with you, my friend. The pleasure is, is just for me, my friend. Thank you very much for the invitation. I really miss you, and this is one thing that make me feel closer to you. So I just send to you love and hugs. Okay, a big hug from far. Okay, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in getting a hold of Franco and maybe to find out about the village that he's working in in the south of Spain, his contact information can be found in our podcast notes. Also, he had mentioned to me offline that he is going to be heading soon to Africa working on a documentary. So to find out some more information about that, also send him a message. In the podcast notes, you could also find information on how to donate to the show. Don't forget to subscribe so you get all the updates as soon as they come in and leave some ratings so others also could find us. On our Facebook page, we have the written stories. And if you're someone who likes to write or if you have any idea for a future podcast, please send me an email to elcapsitotraveltalks at gmail.com. Any suggestions or any ideas that you have on how I could improve this show, please also send me an email to that address, which is elcapsitotraveltalks at gmail.com. I look forward to meeting you here someday in the El Cafecito in Cuenca, Ecuador. Also visit our sister location in Quito. For now, please stay safe. All the best.